have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. The God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. It's Friday. It's Friday, September 29th, 2023, and we're going to be digging into the teaching on the Feast of Booths. Uh, Gus is going to be out today. He's uh, spending time with a, a team event with uh, the Ark of Grace Ministries with Amanda Grace and Chris, and so so I'm going to be going solo here uh, teaching on the Feast of Booths. It's uh, one of my favorite things to do is teach on the seven um, biblical feasts, right? And most of these pretty are pretty clear that they're supposed to be forever and doesn't ever say anything about the New Testament overriding them. So I think as Christians, we need to learn how they point to all the New Testament scriptures and how they point to our future, how they point to Christ. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing tonight as we just bask in um, really a teaching on on how, how the Feast of Booths really point to the times we're in now as well as the church age right so let's we're going to be digging into that i know we're live on um, facebook and rumble and a bunch of other ones and so unfortunately facebook and youtube uh, two that we're on don't let us play music uh, they'll give us strikes and all kinds of, of havoc even though we have licenses for it for, with the christian ccli streaming plus license as well as a copyright license so uh, when we get to the music so i'm going to start with the teaching and then we'll get to some beautiful worship music after about 10 minutes or so, I just want to just make sure I'm helping the YouTube and Facebook people be able to find me over on Rumble. 
right? So uh, again, we'll, we'll take a quick pause when we when we go to that. But right now, let's dig into this right now. I think it's quite exciting. I'm going to lift this up in prayer uh, first, and then we'll get going. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the Feast of Booths, and we just pray, Lord, that you'll just teach us what you want us to learn about what this uh, biblical feast we're all about, all seven of these and this seventh feast. Um, what is it all about? Let us really understand that and how it applies to the time we're in, the church age, as well as the future. Lord, allow us to just soak in your word and your presence as we start worshiping you later in this word and worship time frame. Lord, we submit this time to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so let's dig into some of this uh, as we talk about the seven major festivals. That's what I th the Lord's really wanted me to spend time on. And we did that, uh, obviously, in the spring. We went over the four uh, spring feasts, Passover and Unleavened Bread and First Fruits, which were all within one week, right? Um, and that's a very important time because Christ was our Passover lamb, right? And um, he's also the bread of life when it comes to unleavened bread. He's also the first fruits of uh, the resurrected, right? As he experienced and uh, uh, death and, act and the resurrection. And then 50 days later, he actually showed himself for 40 days. Remember that. 50 days later, you went to Pentecost. That's what Pentecost means is 50. And that's when the Holy Spirit, uh, he said, he told us in John 14, 12, he was going to go to the Father and he was going to send the helper. And that's when the Holy Spirit fire fell down on the church tongues of fire they were speaking in everybody else's language they not even even though they didn't know the language and amazing things started to happen at Pentecost so that's what we we talked about that and we celebrated that um, for the, the spring feast now we get four months and now you now you now you move right into the, the fall feast and so about two weeks ago we we taught on the feast of trumpets or what's all often called Rosh Hashanah the new beginnings kind of basically celebrating the creation of the earth the creation of us right and um, that was that's what the, the Feast of Trumpets is really all about. We were blowing those shofars, having a, a, a good time on that. Then the Feast of Atonement, um, you had the 10 holy days before this, the high holy days, the 10, the 10 days of awe, where we're just supposed to repent and get our hearts ready for this new year. You know, new year, then you repent and get ready. Feast of Atonement was the most holy day of the year. Remember where the priest would only go into the Holy of Holies one time a year. And we taught on that, um, I think it was last Sunday. And so uh, if you want to go back to the, to the teaching on the, the what's, what's often called Yom Kippur. And uh, remember, there was a Yom Kippur war where they purposely knew that many of the Jewish people would be do, was celebrating. Um, um, and and uh, you had ta you attacked from the extreme Muslims from um, all sides. And it was a, it's an amazing history if you want to go see that. But Yom Kippur is really the pointing points to um, the, the true jesus the high priest right so instead of having animal sacrifices we moved into the new covenant of having the once and for all sacrifice of christ the high priest that lives today hallelujah right that's a that's an awesome thing so now we're going to get into today today teaching about the feast of tabernacle or almost called often called the feast of booth it's called sukkot so sukkot is a booth right or temporary shelter or or, or a, or a um, tabernacle and that is um celebrates the the 40 years of um, God's presence being with the Israelis back then remember he showed up as a as a pillar of fire at night pillar of cloud by day how exciting would that be uh, to be back in those times and actually see that Woo! but unfortunately uh, they took a, they, they kind of took it for granted right and we know of their failures but let's dig in 
to how this applies to um, today a little bit more in the future. Right, and so we, we see the Feast of Trumpets here. You have this nearly four months of harvesting and then you have the Feast of Trumpets that points to trumpet of God's herald to Jesus to return, right? The Messiah returning. So that's what that really points to. And uh, so we know that this whole four months of waiting uh, kind of can also point to the gospel coming across the, in the church age here. And we know many centuries of harvesting souls for the kingdom of God. So this trumpets, a lot of people think that's when the rapture might happen. That's that might be when the second coming happens. Those are the type of things that, that point to that. Then the ten days of awe kind of point to the thousand year, the millennial kingdom, and we'll, we'll reign with Jesus during that thousand years, right? We talked about that um, and taught on that in the Book of Revelation teachings in the previous uh, previous weeks. And then the atonement, we talked about how that points to the are you in the Lamb's Book of Life, the life or not, and that the white great throne judgment you want to be in that the, the scapegoats all that type of stuff was taught um, last Sunday and uh, so we don't we want to miss that sentencing right we want to make sure we have the blood of Christ covering us and they see the perfect life of Christ versus your life when you're getting judged that's what I want <laughs> that's for sure and so now we're in the tabernacles and that's really going to be pointing to where the joyful, joyful time of that new heaven and the new earth we're going to be talking about the limited eternity um, with the, with our Lord Jesus uh, and the Father and remember, we'll be in the Holy of Holies because when the new Jerusalem comes, it, it, there's no temple. Why? Because Jesus and the God are the temple. They're the light. There's no night. There's no tears. There's no sin. It's going to be beautiful. And uh, we're in the Holy of Holies because we're in the presence and the dwelling of God. Remember, dwelling is what we're talking about here, a temporary shelter, a dwelling. So we're going to be digging into that all right now. So let's dig into it a little bit right now. So this starts tonight at sunset so depending on if you're listening to the recording of the video you may be right in the middle of the feast of tabernacles um, if you listen to it live it's just around the corner because the sun's about ready to set here in the dallas area and so again it goes for seven straight days all the way to october 6th and again that'll change because it's on the it's on the jewish calendar not our calendar not our gregorian calendar so i think last year this was like um well into the middle of october uh, but it's a little bit earlier this year so the Feast of Tabernacles, you'll, we'll read about it in Leviticus 23. Again, it's talking about Sukkot. That word means booth or temporary. Uh, and if, you, if you do Sukkot, that is actually the plural form of this. But it was in, it held on Tishri 15, and they celebrated it living in the, they actually lived in these little huts temporarily for this week. Now this was a pilgrimage feast. They would literally go to Israel. They'd go to Jerusalem, back to Jerusalem travel from all over the world to Jerusalem as a pilgrimage feast. The only the other two feasts that are like that were um, Pentecost and then Passover. So it goes Passover, you go all the way, they, they would travel to Jerusalem. That's why it was so busy during that time, during when Jesus was crucified on, as, as our Passover lamb. And then you had, uh, it was very busy as well on Pentecost. Why? Because everybody was back there. And that's when the 3,000 uh, believers um, experienced the Holy Spirit and true church grew what an amazing time and then this third feast so you can see those are so pentecost and passover huge huge celebrations well the other one that happened in the fall was this one where they come and live in the hut for a week so it'd be huts temporary shelters all over jerusalem during this time period now most jewish people and people that celebrate this just build a hut outside in their backyard or in their front yard because it's supposed to be inviting people in and the community and we'll get to why that is as we dig into that and so, again, so you live in these sukkahs. Now what I do, and I'm inviting you to do this with me, 
is just go decorate your back patio or something or your front patio, right? Um, put some, I put lights up, you know, these outdoor lights and um, have a bunch of candles and, and flowers and plants and pumpkins and all that type of stuff, right? To kind of what you would do for Halloween and just, uh, and just be outside. So I go out every night with the dogs and my family and we eat out there, right? And so we just spend t more time outside than normal versus being inside of the, in the dinner table or sitting in the living room watching TV where with this, these seven days, we're literally outside, right? And, and looking at the beautiful stars, enjoying um, the Sukkot. Now, you're not supposed to have a, I, I kind of cheat because my, my patio is covered, right? <laughs> but it's supposed to be where you can look up and look at the stars through, you know, some palm branches or whatever um, is the way they built these. Uh, we'll see that when you see the very nice Sukkot that uh, in, in the movie, The Chosen, well, we're gonna play a clip on that in a second. So, uh, and when God led them out of Egypt, um, obviously um, that was, and, and, and really it's celebrating the movement from Egypt to the, to the promised land. Even though there's a lot of major mistakes that caught, made him take 40 years to do something that should have been done in a few weeks, right? Because of the spies and all that. And sin got into them so bad that the people wanted to literally stone Caleb for just saying we should go do what God says. Yeah, we should go obey God, and they want to stone you, right? That's how bad their sin was, and that's why they got punished for having to be in uh, in the wilderness for 40 years. So we don't want to do that. So when God's doing amazing things in the second Exodus, don't get mad at people to say, come, <laughs> okay? So here we go. The first, the, this is the first of three pilgrimage feasts we're talking about. Again, Passover was the deliverance from slavery and the blood of Christ. Pentecost was the celebration of giving you the Torah and, and we and now really the cel to celebrate the Holy Spirit. And Sukkot, God dwelling with Israel, Israelis in the desert, the pillow of cloud and clear of fire. And it's going to be pushing, showing us, um, celebrating with all nations in heaven, in the new earth, new heaven and new earth, in the, in the Holy of Holies with the presence and dwelling of God again, right? That's what Sukkot's pointing to. So what's interesting is all nations are invited to, invited to join. In fact, a lot of people come from all over the world, um, right, right now they're traveling and they're gonna be spending tonight in huts all over Jerusalem. And um, in, in the future, and this comes from Zechariah 14, and this will be discussed in the chosen clip. So uh, it says, then everyone who survives of all the nations that have come against Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Booths. It's right there. Do you see that? The Feast of Booths, right in Zechariah. And if any of the families of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain on them. Point being is that those who love the Lord basically are going to be from all nations, are going to be coming and celebrating the Feast of Booths, looking at the future. And it's a foretaste of peace with the future new heaven and new earth where God will reign and dwell with man. And we see that in Revelation 21, 3, where it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. That's what Sukkot's really pointing to, is what's going to be happening when all the nations are together, all the believers together in heaven with a new heaven and a new earth. Um, some believe that the millennium will begin on the Feast of Tabernacles, right? So that's uh, when people are predicting what's going to happen time-wise. That's one theory, is that the Feast of Tabernacles, boom, it'll happen and then we'll be in the millennial kingdom during that time period. Now, so this is the Leviticus 23 that tells us exactly about this Feast of Trumpets, right? Uh, the Feast of Booths or, or Feast of the Tabernacles or Sukkot. So those are all 
also nominous, right? So here we are, Leviticus 23, 33, 36 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, and for the seven days is the Feast of Booths to the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation, and you shall not do any ordinary work. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. So basically, that's it. it's, a, it's another Sabbath, if you will, right? So it's in the whole other day, no matter what day it is in. So this is a Friday night. This ends up. It, it, it was. Um, this doesn't happen very often, but this happened on the Sabbath. So some some Jewish synagogues were actually extend this a couple days versus doing it on the on the day. Leviticus 23:39. A little bit later, talks about on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be solemn rest. So it's that one day of rest beforehand. And on the eighth day shall be the solemn rest. So you basically have this no work, no work, and then, then you can work during, during, during the, the, the other days, right? Um, and the eighth day shall be solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day of the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. So this continues to talk about it, right? But this is the interesting part. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall celebrate in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israel shall dwell in booths. So statute forever. Does it say uh, once Christ comes and the new covenant comes, we should celebrate Thanksgiving and forget about the Feast of Booths? Yeah, pretty obvious, right? Think forever means forever. <laughs> Don't think there's any other other beats of that. That's why I think um, part of the problem with our mega churches and the big movement of evangelism, et cetera, is that we've completely ignored the feasts, right? And uh, that's one thing that we're trying to get back here. Obviously, it's okay to celebrate. The birth of Christ on Christmas, in my opinion, I, I, I know it's a, a lot of people talk about the pagan holiday roots of it, but it actually stopped tons of sacrifice. Okay, remember that when when the when that was actually put in place. And I think it's fine to um, to celebrate the risen Christ on Easter, not 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 bunnies and and uh, and, and eggs, right? And, uh, but but let's not forget the feasts, guys. This is important. It's their statutes forever. Right, so uh, you'll see right here, it's kind of like our Thanksgiving, but it's seven days long. Um, and it's uh, time for family, getting together. And so spend some time with family outside. That's kind of what, uh, that's what one way as a Christian you can just celebrate this. Near the fall harvest of figs, pomegranates, dates, and grapes. So this is the, you know, the big harvest time. And it celebrates the harvest workers who live in temporary huts. It also called the, the season of our joy. So this is, of all the seven feasts, this is the most joyous, right? Because it's a celebration with your family, a celebration with friends that are walking by, maybe even poor people that you can help buy a meal or whatever. It was kind of, that was kind of what this was all about. And uh, still is today now as people celebrate it. So now when I say new understanding of Sukkot, I'm looking at how, you, how it applies to the New Testament a little bit more. And so Jesus celebrated it, in fact, in the Chosen. So we're going to play this clip. This will be the last thing I can do on the Facebook and YouTube before I pull them off. So everybody come to, if you want to see the whole show and celebrate with beautiful music, which we're about ready to start after this, um, make sure you go to Rumble, uh, rumble.com, and then 
you can download that on your phone as well, obviously. And then you wanna create an account and it's as simple as doing YouTube. And once you have that, it's extremely simple. It works just like YouTube, right? So I really, really encourage you to get over there and just search Blessed to Teach, Blessed with the number two teach. And uh, the, link, the link is actually rumble.com slash with a C, as in channel, right? And slash Blessed to Teach. Blessed with the number two teach, okay? So come over to Rumble and you'll be finished. But I'm gonna play this, this YouTube clip um, and uh, because it's a pay forward model on, on um, I'm able to do this without breaking copyright laws. So this is uh, playing a clip from uh, The Chosen Movie. So that's building this a coat. Now part of this is another scene, so I'm gonna skip over this. So you can see here they're having a big mill, and this is in that Sukkot they just built. With all due respect, Nathaniel, I know you're a skilled architect, but this thatched roof won't keep the rain out. That's the point. The vegetation provides shade from the sun during the day. And if a few raindrops get through, it is a reminder of our dependence on God, of his provision, and of how our people were so vulnerable in the wilderness. And he brought us through. There was a time in my life, in my old life, where I had to sleep outside. It is a good reminder. How I was delivered from that. This time of dwelling in booths is also a leveler of people. Wealthy, poor, everyone sleeps outside as equals. Well, let's be honest. Not all booths are created equal. Yes, Nathaniel, the beauty of this booth is itself an act of worship. Rabbi, I have a question. Yes. In the prophet Zechariah, it is written, and everyone who has survived of all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Wait, what? Zechariah says that? They read that passage of the feast every year? You just don't pay attention. And there's a lot of readings. They sort of run together. What exactly? So those are kind of the brothers jabbing each other. But I just want to come back. See, this is Zechariah 14. He just talked about that. Everyone that survives, all nations will be celebrating together. I thought that was kind of cool. Let's continue. Is your question, Big James? What exactly is your question, Big James? One day, our enemies will celebrate this feast with us, Babylonians. Assyrians, Romans. the Romans, Jews and Gentile at this table? What would have to happen for that to be possible? Something will have to change. 
but the boots won't mean anything to them. We're the ones who dwelt in temporary shelters while we wandered the wilderness, not them. Everyone has wandered through the wilderness at some point. If all the nations came to celebrate in Jerusalem, there will not be enough room, not by... I will not bore you with the calculations. I think it will not be Jerusalem as we know it now. Certainly not. But if Zachariah prophesied it, it will be fulfilled, right? It just sounds impossible. I know a thing or two about prophecies that sound impossible. That was Mary, obviously. And just think through what they just said is that, wow. All these nations coming together. Something big's gonna have to change. What is that? Well, it's Jesus. I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Just sounds impossible. I know a thing or two about prophecies that sound impossible. Anyone have other questions? <laughs> this goes on to another scene, but that's what I wanted to get to. So I'm going to come back to here. Again, so we saw Zechariah there um, being quoted, right? He talked about those who survive are going to come and, and, and actually keep this Feast of Booths, right? And that points to the, the whole revelation of new heaven and new earth. When they said, um, when Jesus said in that scene, in this chosen, right? I don't think Jerusalem's gonna be the same, right? Because it's a new Jerusalem. It's in the Holy of Holies. It's 1,380 miles wide in the cube. It's like it's gonna be completely new and the light is gonna be God and Jesus and there's gonna be the tree of life in the middle and there's rivers flowing of gold and gold everywhere. It's like, woo! <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting time. And it's gonna be completely different, but beautiful time of what we're gonna be looking forward to, right? That foretaste that we just talked about. And we went through all the Sukkot scriptures there and uh, we talked about it being like Thanksgiving and we just looked at this YouTube video and most people celebrate by building temporary shelters versus traveling to, to Jerusalem obviously and we're gonna be talking about some other scriptures but first I want to do some worship music so apologize for those who are on uh, um, Facebook and rumble right now now Facebook they knocked out my 48,000 subscribers so it's like it's a small little group page there right now so I'm not knocking many people off there but youtubers get over to rumble um, so you can worship with us right now all right uh, that's what I'd like you guys to do so I'm gonna edit this and I have to actually take off those two platforms oh I actually didn't realize I was going on my personal channel too that was a mistake but anyway there we go. All right, so it's just us here on Rumble Cloud Hub, uh, YouTube, yeah, and, and also Twitter. But you can, um, you can actually, I can actually see chats on backstage and on Rumble. So if you want to have any comments, that would be awesome. Let me know how the sound is. We, and then we're just tweaking all the sound as we continue to move forward here. So that would be be awesome. So here we are. Let's dig into some beautiful worship, worship music. This is one of my favorite songs, by the way. It's uh about no longer being a slave. And I think we've got some some readers here, but I'll do this first one. Um, I'm no longer a slave to fear, because why? I'm a child of God. It says it right in Romans 8, 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. 
but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons in whom we cry, Abba, Father. And you see a second lyric in this song says, I'm surrounded by songs of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. Psalm 32, seven says, you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surrounded me with songs of deliverance. Third uh, lyric in the song says, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. And my fears were drowned in perfect love. His Exodus says, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. Hallelujah. Exodus 14, and remember, all the Egyptians got, all their fears of the Egyptians got drowned. My mother's womb, you have chosen me. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Right in Psalm 139, 13, kind of blows the whole arguments against um, abortion away. It says, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Uh, we also see Jeremiah 1, 5, it says, before you were born, I knew you. Right, you formed my inward parts. Look at that. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. How beautiful. So let's celebrate the fact that we can say, Abba, Father. And we have no more fear. We're no longer slaves to fear at all. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with soul of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are the cold I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no
did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. forgot to turn that down a little bit for those on rumble and so let me know what the sound was like if that was uh, too loud sometimes we play these a little bit too loud on the, the scale so just give me your feedback as we are still tweaking all the sound for these shows um, 
So this is this one is um, great. Are you Lord? So uh, Annette, do you mind doing this one? Hmm? Annette from Sweden. Of course, I love to. Yes. All right. Great are you, Lord, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made heavens, Psalm 96, 4 to 5. It's your breath in our lungs. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature genesis 2 7 you give life you are love anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love first john 4 8 you bring light to the darkness in him was life and the light was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Mm -hmm. John 1, 4 to 5. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. John 13, 46, right? 1246, yes, perfect. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank um, you. That is awesome that you can read that all the way from Sweden. We got people from uh, Canada, Australia, I think. It will uh, be so beautiful. Here we are. Let's uh, worship to Great Are You, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken and great are you Lord it's your breath and our lungs so we pour
come to the world's light so that you, whoever believes in me, may not remain in darkness. Thank you, Lord. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. songs. I could just keep playing the songs the whole time quit teaching. <laughs> but that's what word worship is. Uh, the point is that we're in the word. Of course, we have word that we take, we attach each song and the lyrics to scripture too. So we probably could get away with doing a word worship without any teaching. But uh, we, we're, we're just about ready to go into the sunset, which means that we're about ready to start the seven day joyous feast of the whole the whole biblical feast, and that is Sukkot, the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, so let's dig into a little bit more about this. Uh, again, most people celebrate by building temporary shelters. I'm going to be just decorating my back patio so I can see the stars, and even though it's a cupboard, I can actually see uh, you know the stars and throw the ball with the dogs and spend time with the family outside and have candles all over the place and lights. It's just beautiful time, and hopefully you'll be able to celebrate with me just by being outside with your family a lot more this next seven days so our earthly tent or temple of our, our you know our, our body versus our heavenly tent that we're looking forward to right so this is obviously talking about dwelling places and we know the future dwelling place that we're gonna be talking about in a second again in Revelation but 1 Corinthians 5 1 and 4 talks about this it says for we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed our body right we have a building from God a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. 
For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, but not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. So we can look up to this heavenly dwelling place, right? So I think that the Sukkot is pointing to this as well. What a beautiful time. So you may have aches and you may have pains. And if you're probably anybody that's over 50 years old, you're really feeling a lot of that. <laughs> but what but what we look forward, the heavenly dwelling, the heavenly dwelling place that we have, the heavenly tent versus our earthly tent. And uh, during the 40 years in the desert, God came down in his Shekinah glory, as you know, when he was the pillar of fire uh, by night and the pillar of day and pillar of cloud by day, um, that he was his dwelling glory was here. But when Jesus came, he he came to dwell in a temporary shelter too. He was in a human body. That's how he can. Uh, that's why we're studying the book of Hebrews to show how we went from the Old Testament to the New Testament and how he could become, uh, because of that sacrifice, our high priest forever. Right. Uh, he was Emmanuel when he came here, though he was God with us in that temporary tent. Just like John 1.14 says, remember John 1.1 1, 1 says, and the Word was with God, right? The, the, in the beginning, the Word was, was with God, and the, in, in the, 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 the Word was God. And then it says in John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Here he is with his heavenly, you know, with, with his uh, heavenly body, I mean, his heavenly godly self, but he's in this earthly temple. And we have seen his glory, glory of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And so uh, well, one thing we can think about is that we are strangers on this earth. It's kind of like Abraham was in the tents and looking for a better place. So we know Abraham's story where he went to go and he lived in tents for a long time. And he was a father of our faith, right? He's a father of all nations when it comes to the faith. And it says in Hebrews 11, 8 and 10, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as a in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designers and builder is God. So we can look forward to that, right? So just like Abraham was looking forward to, as he's living in the tent, looking forward to better days, we can obviously do that as we look at that. And Jesus tells us we have a much better home too. In John 14, 2 and 3, what does he say? He says, in my Father's house are many rooms. <laughs> if we're not so... Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? No, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. You may all, you may be also. <laughs> How cool is that, guys? That we can look forward to this beautiful time. And what is it going to be like? It's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. There it is, Sukkot right there. This dwelling place becomes with him again in his Shekinah glory. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. 
Is that just not beautiful view of where we're going to be going with our, not our, our heavenly Sukkot, our heavenly dwelling is going to be right there. And after the seven days of Sukkot, on the eighth day, they would actually go through a ritual of praying for the rain. And they'd offer, they would often read Isaiah 12, uh, where they said, uh, You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for through you, but, but though you were angry with me, sorry, you turned, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Now listen to this last part. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So we talk about praying for rain. They pray about drawing the water, right? But guess who, who uh, and they also rejoiced in the law, by the way. So the two things they were doing after Sukkot, these seven days, praying for rain and rejoicing in the law, right? Scrolls were taken out and paraded around in the synagogue, accompanied by singing, reciting alphabetical verses and dancing in these Jewish, Jewish synagogues. Children carrying flags, talked with apples and miniature scrolls. And the next morning, um, the celebrants often go around seven times on the, the synagogue. But you can see the point is that after this is over, they're, they're praying for rain and they're rejoicing in the law. But Jesus, what does Jesus do? He gives us rivers of living water, right? John 7, 2. Now the Jews' Feast of Booths was at hand. So this is literally a story about the Feast of Booths when Jesus was on earth, okay? So you move down to verse 37 and 39. It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up. So we're talking about this very time. And he cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Woo! Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus had not glorified. So we have that, guys. We have this. We Our, our hearts flow with rivers of living water right now. If you have faith in Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? So we don't really have to at the end of this holiday that, we, that, that we're basically celebrating family and looking forward to our heavenly home. We don't have to, at the end of this, pray for rain. We can pray. We have rivers of flowing water right in us. That, isn't that awesome? And the last part we'll wrap up the teaching with before we get into some more music and, and maybe a little bit of discussion is, is we have Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So they would pray that, and they'd celebrate the law, but really, we don't. We celebrate it from a perspective that points us to sin, right? So we know that we need to be saved. But he was a fulfillment law. In fact, he, if you really look at it, he was the law of Moses because he was the word, right? And the, the word is what we read in the Bible. And he put an end to the law to those that believe when it comes to salvation, right? So Matthew 5, 17, 20 says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come to abolish, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them, will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So there's a very, that last part, the, the, the people were going, oh my goodness, because the Pharisees um, actually were law keepers, right? They were legalists. 
And so to basically say your righteousness exceeds them, you know, clearly shows that we can't do it without Jesus. You need a savior. That's the whole point of that there. But he came to fulfill the law. And it said even in Romans 10, 4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So we don't make it to heaven because of the things we do, our works. It's 100% Jesus and faith and 0% us. It's our faith in Jesus that gets us there, right? And I'm going to end, um, before we get to some more music, with another YouTube clip from The Chosen, where this is a long clip. I can't play it all. It's kind of dishonorable to those uh, that built the, 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 the Chosen. But this is where Jesus is reading from Isaiah 61 in the first part of this, right? And then he's going to be confronted, and they're going to, and, and if you go read the biblical text here, you'll see they were so frustrated because they realized that he was claiming to be the Messiah, that they were going to throw him off a cliff. Okay, so this is a, a, a beautiful rendition of that. And uh, again, I'm going to skip around a little bit, but here's some of that. Jesus bar Joseph. He was Sorry, one of my students. And now for the reading and interpretation, we have with us Jesus bar Joseph. He was one of my students in Torah class, and we've heard reports some of them very positive, of his rabbinic journeys. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Rabbi Benjamin. Peace. You know, it's not easy to share in front of Nazareth's most preeminent rabbi, but I'll do my best. And I'm certain that uh, if I miss a word or two, one of you at least will speak up, huh? Don't worry. I wonder who it will be. A reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to the opening of the prison for those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the reason I want to play this clip um, is later. I just want to get that foundation. The rest of this is awesome. So watch this uh, episode of The Chosen. You'll love it. But I'm going to skip it a little bit later in it. When he explains things, he basically explains to them that all these other people in the Bible showed their faith while Jewish people were not often. Basically what these people are doing here with pride versus accepting Jesus, right? So let's go to later, here we go. She was hungry enough to know she needed God and to obey him. And so God sent Elijah to multiply her food 
forever. What about Elisha and Naaman? There were many lepers in Israel during this time. None of them were cleansed except Naaman. Only a Gentile, a Syrian soldier, an enemy of the Lord's people. But he was so desperate, he trusted Elisha, and his leprosy was cleansed. You may be the chosen seed of Abraham. You may be the people of the covenants, but that will not bring you my salvation. If you cannot accept that you are spiritually poor and captive in the same way that a Gentile woman and a Syrian leper recognize their need, if you do not realize that you need a year of the Lord's favor, then I cannot save you. Who do you think you are? This is what Hannah talked about, that he even called himself the Messiah. Are you claiming to be the Messiah? Or are you merely claiming to speak for the Lord as a prophet? Yes. You are a false prophet. Well, that is quite a thing to say. Jesus? Maybe we should leave. Lazarus, you're his friend. You cannot be involved. You know what the law of Moses We are all his friends, Aaron. We cannot say things like this. Jesus, stand up at once. Rabbi, please. Rafi, come with Jesus and me. No. We will leave, and you can all continue the service. Rabbi Benjamin has asserted false prophecy. And I cannot argue. You said you saw the miracle. He's saying only he can save He us. did not use those words. It's what I meant. Jesus, you're not helping. Stop. He's saying we are not the Holy Ones chosen. Now he did not say that. In words, a book of Moses. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, that same prophet shall die. Rabbi Benjamin, I beg of you, not this. Lazarus, it's fine. Jesus, they're going to... Jesus, if you do not renounce your words, we will have no choice but to follow the law of Moses. I am the law of Moses. Oh, leave you in suspense um, you can watch that again at the chosen go to thechosen.com or, or uh, download it I think you'll really enjoy that but that's what we're celebrating there guys is is that he is the law of Moses he came here in flesh right and just like this says uh, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes 
so we can instead of having to pray and celebrate the law and celebrate and try to pray for rain we're just celebrating Jesus all right so so look at how uh, you as a Christian you as a believer in Christ can celebrate Sukkot looking for our heavenly dwelling that we did in Romans right so uh, that's the end of the teaching but I just still want to pray pray with you I mean praise with you so we're gonna dig into some more music now as we uh, just continue to celebrate this uh, time first first day of the seven-day feast of booths because uh, we have the person that is law of Moses fulfilled the law of Moses that's in our hearts and he gives us rivers that of living water flowing out of us right how beautiful is that so we're gonna dig into the house of the Lord here and uh, this one Charlotte do you mind doing this one not at all there is joy in the house of the Lord our God is surely in this place you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy Psalm 1611 or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God 1 Corinthians 619 we worship the God who was and is and evermore will be. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4, 8. Praise the Lord in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds according to his excellent greatness. Psalm 151, 2. He hung upon that cross, the God who heals and saves and rose up from the grave. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Having been buried with him in baptism, in which we were also raised with him, through faith, Colossians 2.12 Beautiful. Celebration. We can be the next seven days or a celebration. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He
do this one then we'll flip that over hosanna hosanna eyes hearts and hopes are turning to you we long for you matthew 21 9 says and that the crowds were shouting hosanna to the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest remember the old testament hosanna was more like lord please save us and here it was lord thank you for saving us and you can see that was done on Palm Sunday there. We find strength to face the day and the presence of all our fears are washed away. Ephesians 8, 16, or 6, 16, I guess that is, that according to his riches of glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Isn't that right? And then this gets into, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. 1 Peter 1, 3 says, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You can see how much all these songs point to massive amounts of scripture. And let's just uh, celebrate to that right now. And this is it uh, as we sing Hosanna. Praise is rising. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you We turn to you Hope is stirring Hearts are yearning for you 
even get to everybody there. <laughs> this is worthy of it all. Um, I, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Somebody want to read this one or not? Uh, Jeremiah, do you want to read this? Can you read it? <laughs> you don't have to. But <laughs> don't know if you're on. Yeah, the, if you can yeah, see it. Okay. Uh, it says, all the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. Revelations 4.10 says, the four and twenty elders fall down before him. They sat on the throne and they worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Uh, for from all from you all things excuse me for from you are all things awesome. and you are all things Revelation 4.10 says you are worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created Day and night, night and day, let the incense arise. Malachi 1.11 says, For from the rising of the sun, even to its set setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense is going to be offered to my name. Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we're going to be celebrating again in uh, the Feast of Weeks here. It's just starting for the next seven days. Let's be outside with the families. Make it festival. Let's, let's sing it to the Lord who's so worthy of it all. All the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. All
be still and know that I'm God. I'll be exalted among the nations. And I'll be exalted in the earth.
Wow, what a beautiful night. Uh, thank you for spending time on Friday with me. Um, that would be my, I just had a little bit of discussion. If anybody had any questions or thoughts on the, the Feast of um, Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot, um, and that's what uh, we thought we'd just do for just a few minutes and then we'll maybe go out with one last song. It's been wonderful spending this time with you. Hope you have a better understanding of how these feasts, all seven of these feasts we've covered now during this year, and how they apply to the New Testament and to our Christian life and also to our future. That's the most important thing, right? Is uh, looking to that new heaven and new earth and the dwelling that we'll have face to face with Christ and God in the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. We'll be in the Holy of Holies in the presence of the Lord. How beautiful is that? It's a, it's a gorgeous time. So I know we have, uh, um, I think we have somebody that unmuted there. If they wanted, I don't know if they had anything to say or anything, but I don't know, Kathy, unmuted. I don't know if uh, you have anything or if anybody else has anything, just raise your hand or unmute. If you have any questions, we can just uh, talk a little bit about that. I just want to thank you yes, all for being here. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Kathy. I wanted to know what uh, season and what um, what episode for that chosen video oh, you shared. That's a good question. Let me see if it says on the description here. So I'm looking at it right now. So I think I was playing that on this view here, which was here. Um, see if it says here. Uh, it says full scene chosen. See if it says it in the description at all. Uh, it doesn't tell me, so I apologize. You could probably search on that though. If you just say Sukkot chosen, I bet you you'll find it. I'll just do that real quick on. Uh, I think it's DuckDuckGo right now. What I have this on? Cho the chosen, the chosen um, Sukkot. And I'll say episode, episode. See if we get a lucky uh, hit on a search here. It says season two, episode four, explaining the chosen. And so that's a paralytic from John 16. The zealots get into the festival of Sukkot. So I think that's going to be it right there. All right. So episode two, season two, episode four. Does that help? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Anybody else have any other thing on this? You guys are I got a question. Yeah, I missed sure. a little bit. I missed right. a little bit of what you were talking about. But uh, is there any fasting in this in this festival in this feast right here? Um, I think so. Right. I don't. I know there's no work on the first day and the last day, and there, I know there's fasting on um, obviously, especially on the Day of Atonement. That's very very frequent. But I, but I don't think there's much here because it's more of a party and a celebration, right? If it would be, it'd be the first and the last day. But I, but I don't think there's a lot of fasting on uh, when it comes to this this part, right? So uh, again, because you, you're basically doing the 10 days of awe. A lot of some people go even the fast during that time period, right? And then the 24-hour fast usually on the uh, the Day of Atonement. But then you get into the celebration. So break out the food, break out the party. It's kind of like Thanksgiving, right? Bring everything out. <laughs> so, uh, hope, hope that. I was just trying to participate in each one of those festivals, and you know, I didn't know. But I guess I can just set up that little tent outside. So, like you're yeah. doing, I like that. A good idea. Yeah. You know, get the barbecue going. Yeah, exactly. And just eat outside more, spend some time more outside. You know, uh, 
A lot of people just build something real, you know, something real simple with a blanket on top or something like that, right? Or you put leaves on, uh, big branches on top, and this is just doing something simple. But I just think the whole point is being outside with family, celebrating the future, the future Sukkot, right, of the of the heavenly place that we're going to be looking forward to. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Thanks, Rick. All right. Anybody else have anything? All right. So what we'll do is we'll just wrap this up tonight with a beautiful song again. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I just I could I could just continue to have our videographer do all these beautiful songs. So keep letting me know what songs you love that you just just could just listen to 20, 30 times over, right? And just be in the presence of the Lord. And and uh, what we're going to be doing is just continuing to to take these songs and the ones that, that, that we really feel have good scriptural basis where we can point people to scripture, um, we're going to continue to build this library, right? So it's a big investment for, for uh, this because we, we get serious about it as far as, uh, you know, having a really anointed person doing the videos as well as uh, making sure we have the right, right videos. But just let us know the best place to, 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 to actually not be isolated and be with other Christian patriots in this ministry and just other Christian patriots in general is neighborhood.social right that's how you can find neighborhood.social on your apple phone at the apple play store or google play store or the apple store and then also just type it into your computer right and the url neighbor just like truth social is kind of like the competitor to x or twitter right but when you say neighborhood.social that is the replacement for facebook right it, it works just like facebook if you know how to use facebook you'll be very familiar with it be able to chat with people be able to join groups i have my blogs there about the lord's t telling me you've got other people's blogs there and forums to be able to discuss things quizzes polls all that type of stuff so don't miss out on not and, and really just don't be isolated in this time this is the time to get with other christian patriots and so i ask you to uh, come to neighborhood.social and then become part of this ministry by going backstage. You can be backstage on Zoom with us. Backstage, you could be on Zoom with 107 on Tuesday, right? You can be backstage with Mary Crowley, where she prophesies over people that have their camera on. Um, as she's going to be doing that on Wednesday, right? So these are beautiful people. We have had Amanda Grace and Julie Green and so many awesome um, patriots that are backstage. Uh, so you should uh, really, really look at that. It's just go to blessedteach.com is where everything is. You can get to the neighborhood from there. Um, you can also get to the free show notes that we do, right? And so the notes that I put here, I'll put up on Tuesday morning. So make sure you sign up for show notes. If you want everything I just showed you on Sukkot, you would just go to blessedteach.com and then you would just sign up on the front page there to get the source information, right? That's the show notes. And then on all the tabs, it has everything else. It's where you can see uh, our, our uh, sponsors and just all these natural health oriented sponsors that are just beautiful uh, Christian patriots and uh, you can see all that at the store you can go to backstage remember backstage used to be 1776 a month and people paid that for years right because it's packed with value you'll see everything there if you just go there you can now as a pay forward model like the chosen come on um, especially if you have any financial issues, just come on for free, right? We just don't want that to be an obstacle. We want you to be engaged with us back here. And then there's also training for Impactor for Truth. If you really want to know what your calling is, get closer, know what your spiritual gifts are, make sure you're able to bond with your family members that you that you may have broken off from or your friends. 
um, and then how to how do we teach how to pray teach how to red pill teach you how to share share the gospel teach you how to share the reliability of the bible all this stuff all in one big course that i think you really love that's the training tab okay so just go to blessedteach.com if you've never been there i think you really enjoy exploring it at blessedteach.com all right with that we're going to end up with a with with a uh, one last song. I think we just did Worthy of It All, right? I think that was, that was a beautiful song. So this is the goodness of God. Uh, Annette, will you read this one? Yes, I love to. All my life you have been faithful, so, so good. I will sing of the goodness of God. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise and exalt him. Exodus 15:2. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 3:22. You have led me through the fire in the darkest night, close as no other. I've known you as a father and a friend. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Galatians 4, 6. Your goodness is running after me with my life laid down. I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Give, and it will be given to you. God, good measure, running over. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Luke 6, 30. Beautiful, beautiful, perfect timing too. Just on this, uh, Lord, thank you. First, be able to worship the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God
right, that's a word and worship for Friday night. We do this every Friday night, by the way. It starts at 5 o'clock. And um, we will uh, be teaching on the book of John going forward. I used to have Gus here as my partner in crime. But then we will uh, also have the next service will be on Sunday. We'll have word and worship with the same beautiful type music, right? I think we're up to almost 40 songs now. So uh, there's not much duplication since you go to each one of these. You'll think you'll enjoy all these different songs. You'll... Uh, Again, that starts at 10 a.m. CST. 10 a.m. CST will be teaching on Hebrews 3. I love Hebrews because it really talks about the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, why we move from the Old Testament to the New Testament, what's the difference between the sacrifices of the Old Testament versus our final high sacrifice, how and who is Jesus, why, what is this all about? And we'll get to the, the, these beautiful chapters on faith and um, just really explores and looks back at the full Old Testament and where we go into this New Testament and the, the mysteries of the church age. It's this beautiful book of Hebrews that we'll be digging into on Sunday. So join us at 10 a.m. We'll be doing communion as well, so bring your communion elements um, that we'll be celebrating uh, tomorrow. I'm not, not tomorrow, but um, on uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. CST. And remember, spend some time outside. Celebrate with your family. Be outside with the dogs or whatever, the cats if you have them, whatever, and uh, just enjoy this next seven days of celebration of the fall festival, if you will, um, as we celebrate the Feast of Booths, looking forward to that dwelling place, the future of the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, that we will be face to face with the Lord our God in a dwelling place um, that we can all look forward to. We get rid of this tent, this body, and we get the heavenly tent. Isn't that gonna be beautiful? Hey, with that, if the backstagers would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, and have a wonderful Bye, weekend. Yes, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Yes. Bye from the country of Texas. Let's go. Have a blessed day. We love y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Go and get ready for that stage. Love you, baby. Christmas songs. <laughs> we'll be leaving at your point to see you that stage. Hello, 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 See you all. Bye. Hello, hello, guys. Bye.